Yes. Mine's right side up. No. Yours is upside down. Mine's like the DJs do it. Do you feel like a DJ? Maybe. Welcome to a new creation podcast. My name is Amy and I'm here with my husband, Jason. Hello. I know who you are. I've been married to you. <laughs> so listen, do you remember our conversation the other morning? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, you, do you remember me telling you that I want to assemble an army of crow friends? Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is the crow story that started it all for me. When I heard this story, this is when I was like, I got to get some crow friends. We're about what to if, learn. What if they're just, you know. Listen, I'm about to teach you all kinds of stuff about crows. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead with crow friendage. Okay. So crows use logic and are among the smartest birds in creation. They will even fashion tools from things that they find. They love shiny things. So did you know that crows even have funerals for their other crow friends, which is very sweet and makes me love them and want them as my friends even more? Crows actually study people to determine if they are safe, good people, or if they are dangerous. And listen to this. Then once a crow decides what your character is, they will tell all their crow family about you. There is evidence that when a person has been found to be uh, cruel to crows, or trying to harm crows, the crows will go back and tell all their crow friends, and not only that, they will hold a grudge against that person for generations. So like that crow, that crow's children, and that crow's children's children will all hold a grudge against that person. Kind of like a Hatfield McCoy. I guess. So they will stake out that person's home and dive by them. So crows will commit to this assault for years and for generations. On the other hand, though, if the crows decide you are good, they will become your best friend. So in 2011, a four-year-old named Gabby Mann was living in Seattle, Washington. Gabby was notorious for dropping her food. I mean, she's a four-year-old. And one day while she was exiting the car, Gabby dropped a chicken nugget. Before Gabby could pick it up, a crow swooped down and got it. A few days later, Gabby was on her back porch eating a sandwich, and she dropped some bread on the ground. And again, a crow swooped down to get it. The crows loved Gabby because she was always dropping food everywhere she went. Every time Gabby was outside, this neighborhood murder, that's what you call a group of crows, a murder of crows, would follow her around. And Gabby loved these crows. I really feel like they kind of got the short end of the stick. Like when they're in a group, they're called a murder it's unnecessary. So Gabby loved her crow friends. And for years, she continued feeding them accidentally and purposefully. She would feed them every morning before getting on the bus. And she would actually save some of her lunch every day and feed the crows after getting off the bus. In 2013, when Gabby was seven years old, her mom realized that what she was doing and her and Gabby decided to get big portions of food for the crows. Um, and each morning actually put up like a crow feeder and a crow waterer. And so every morning, Gabby and her mom would change the water in the feeder and they'd refill the tray with more peanuts and, and dog food. Do you remember when I got that, pe that bag of peanuts because Abby and I were going to feed the crows? 
What happened to most of the peanuts? I cannot confirm or deny what happened to the peanuts. I feel like you did you eat I feel like you ate the peanuts is what happened. Again, I don't believe I have to answer these questions. All right. So listen, after a few weeks of feeding, Gabby went out to refill the feeder and found a small shiny earring in the feeder. This is what this is I'm so excited about this that they bring you things. Like I am genuinely excited to make crow friends and have them bring me jewelry. So soon the crows brought even more gifts for Gabby, like a polished stone, a screw, a marble, and a small cabinet hinge. So excited about their generous gifts that the crows were giving her, Gabby's mom installed a camera to watch the the crows delivering all the shiny trinkets. Gabby absolutely loves these gifts. But listen to this. Her very favorite thing she's ever received from the crows is a little half-heart necklace that says, best on it and gabby is convinced that the crows have the other half of the heart that says friends <laughs> so cute can't wait in 2014 gabby's mom an avid photographer was out in town taking pictures of a bald eagle in the local park as she was shooting photos her camera lens cap fell into the grass and she wasn't able to find where she dropped it the sun was setting so sadly she just had to leave it there and went back home That night, Gabby's mom went out to the deck to enjoy the sunset, and she looked over the yard and noticed something in the birdbath. So she walked down to the birdbath and was astonished at what she found. She immediately went to review the camera footage of the crows in the birdbath in the feeder. There she found a crow fly to the feeder, even before she even got back from town. And then she watched the crow wash the camera lens cap off very carefully, and then it set it on the side of the feeder so that the mom would find it. Is this amazing? Isn't this amazing? Are you amazed? <laughs> you just wait like one day soon, you're gonna like walk out in the backyard and I'm gonna be like in the backyard with my arms up and I'm gonna be like, come to me, my preciouses. And then all the crows are gonna come land on my arms and bring me best friend necklaces. So this, you have nothing to say to any of this? No? (laughs) So to this day, Gabby and her mom still feed their best friend crows. Oh, Isn't that a nice story? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I hope everything goes really well with your crow friends and you. Thanks. I think it will. All right. You ready for the verse? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So today is Romans 5.3. Not only so but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character, hope. That's Romans five, three. Yep. Romans five, three. So the first thing you have is suffering. Suffering isn't a choice, right? I mean, especially when we're kids, the suffering that we're subjected to or the suffering that we experience, a lot of the suffering that happens to people, it's something that happens to them. It's not a choice. The next thing is a choice, as perseverance. So now as we persevere for this suffering, the result of our choice when it comes to what was handed to us is what builds character. So now character is what is the result of that choice that we make. And so all of these things are present things that happen to us, right? The suffering has happened to us. We're persevering. We're living through it. We're building character. 
But here's the best part about the last thing. This is hope. Hope is that thing that transcends us. Because we made that choice to stick with it, because we made that choice to fight, that produces hope, but that hope transcends us. And what I mean by that is that's, that's our legacy. That's what we give to the next generation. That's what we give to our children, to our children's children. We give them hope. That's the seed that plants the tree that one day grows into a giant oak that our children's children can rest under in that shade. And that understanding that we have to be able to recognize that we may not always experience the hope that results from our perseverance through suffering. We may not see that this side of heaven. And that's okay. We're breaking generational curses. We're creating generational blessings. When we choose to respond differently, when we choose to have a different outcome, that's when we see our kids be able to just reap the fruits from that. I think it's an awesome thing because I think a lot of times people are waiting for that hope to arrive. You know, I heard it said recently that if you're suffering and you're not seeing the fruits, that means someone else is going to reap those fruits. But if you're reaping the fruit and you haven't struggled to get it, that means someone else in your line has struggled for you to have that. And so what an amazing thing if that's the legacy that we have is the ability to, to offer hope to our kids for generations to come. That's the difference that we made. That's the ripple that we had. I just think that's pretty beautiful. Yeah, I really like the way you put that, stated that. I think uh, God is always working in us, and we, a lot of times we can't see that work. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times we are the work, and we're involved in the work, and you think, you know, God basically mm-hmm. is working on us to, to, to forge us into this tool, into this object, this thing of beauty or you know, whatever, mm-hmm. something that's battle ready, what, whatever it is, but he's, he's forging that in us and we can't see that. Mm-hmm. And I think we still have a choice though, when we're in that suffering, if we're going to be miserable in it mm-hmm. and that's a choice, or if we're going to get down on our knees and look up, or if we're going to, you know, I don't, I don't want to really say embrace it, but we're going to accept it mm-hmm. as a pathway, like, like the verse says. And that's, a, that's hard to accept that sometimes because a lot of us, like we talked about last week, want to be in control. Mm-hmm. We want to we have the steering wheel. We want to be driving the car when we should never be driving the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really cool verse. It's, and it's just Paul talking in Romans, and there's so much goodness in Romans. Oh, um, yeah. It just You know, it's the idea to me of we all want peace in the world, but you cannot have peace without war, Right. And so the idea, like, I am willing to every day get up and face that battle so that my kids can have peace. That if we can look at our current situation and realize that every single choice we make in the midst of it, everything that we're doing that Christ asks of us, every act of obedience that we're doing is just, I mean, man, we're just stacking those blocks of hope for our kids. We're just showing them, we're, we're modeling to them what it takes that hope that God promises us, that they have a little bit of that. So last week you talked about ready. Mm-hmm. And I thought one of the things that you said really stood out to me where you said sin is a symptom of a character defect. I just honestly, um, as those character defects are revealed to us, and that, that's part of the process of recovery is to, to actually 
get that victory and get those move forward as a process. It's, is it ever going to be complete? I'm not sure. Those those character defects as they're revealed to us. I mean, first off, just noting them. You can be doing the same thing over and over and never break that that cycle. You're continuing to do this. Like, oh man, I, I I relapsed. Oh man, I drank again. Oh man, I I, I looked at that again. Or and and you don't know why. And that's that thing. Once you identify those character defects, you can start delving into it a little bit and say, okay, this is why. This is the mm-hmm. shame. This is the guilt. This is the lack of self-worth. I mean, whatever it is, once you observe it, I guess, you know, that, that character defect, once you can say it also, that's a little bit of the pride thing coming in, mm-hmm. then you can actually t- make a plan for it. So mm-hmm. when it happens, you can see that trap that the enemy sets for you mm-hmm. and you can be smarter. You can call on the out of the universe to help you with that to give you his strength his wisdom his power his resilience when it when something comes up or mm-hmm. just not put yourself in those situations and so those character defects are so important to to identify well and also you know you said that character defects are formed over years so i think the expectation should be that it's going to take some time and it's going to take some work it didn't happen overnight and so it's not going to be solved overnight All right, so listen, next week we're going to be doing something different. We're going to be doing a Celebrate Recovery Presents, um, and we're going to be doing a lesson on how to read the Word, just giving people maybe some tools as to, like, be able to to really start getting to, like, the meat of what's inside the Bible and how do we really extrapolate those lessons that Christ has for us as we're reading through the Word in a way that feeds us um, and also that we get excited for it. All right, so listen, if you want more of us, You can visit us at Celebrate Recovery at Emmaus Road on Facebook. You can come every Friday night at 6 p.m. at Emmaus Road Community Church in Laramie, Wyoming to join us for our CR meetings. And bring a friend. Definitely bring a friend. Bring five friends. Bring all your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can come back every Tuesday for another episode of a new creation podcast. And if you want to help out the podcast, we'd love for you to like and share this episode with your friends. We just want to pour a little bit of goodness into your week. Oh, also, if you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this at, you're not near us, there's a Celebrate Recovery website. You can get on there and you can find a meeting. And there's a lot of them. And we're opening them up all over Wyoming as well. I mean, we're out there. Yeah, that's good information. We have we actually have listeners from all over the country right now. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Well, all right. Well, we love you guys. And we hope you have a great week. And we will see you next time. Good night. Good night. <laughs>